Flash News Report. This just in, Miss Maggie, we are going to be at the Louisville Grand Theater in Dallas, Texas on Saturday, November the 19th <laughs> for a KV workshop and for tickets because they will go fast. Visit our website at stephencanyon.com. And you might be thinking, where was that? It was at the Louisville Grand Theater in Dallas, Texas. When? On Saturday, November the 19th. And it is a KB workshop. And you, Miss Maggie, and myself are going to be there. <laughs> you brought your broadcast voice today. No, it did I? Did that really sound like a broadcaster? <laughs> it sure did, sir. Mm. Well, that's a compliment. Should I, I do think, it? Should I, I do so. that again? No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's true, though. That's where we're going mm. to be yeah. with the KVs. It's happening. On a it's Saturday. actually happening. Yeah, we're not so pretending. There's it's, no it's not reason a joke. why anybody shouldn't be able to make it since it is going to be on a Saturday. This is true. No excuses. Mm. So don't send us your excuses. <laughs> yeah, email those excuses. No, we will not accept them. Uh, how are you today? How do you think I am? I think, well, you look like you're doing great. And by the way, I'm excited. Can I say this? I'm really excited about going to the mall. I know. I feel like I'm we 15. Gone to a mall. Or 14. In. I'm going to so get dropped off at the mall. It's like, you know, getting it a little long in the tooth because I haven't been to a mall in a oh, long, long time. That's kind of funny. A mall. Do you think they'll last forever or will they eventually just all be gone? I think as long as there are people, there's a need for malls and mall hair and mall <laughs> time and experience. And mall shoulder pads. Mall, all the stuff that comes and with a mall. Did you yeah. ever did you ever see the store? This was really big when I was a kid. Um, Glamour Shots. Uh, yeah, well, I've, I've heard of it. Oh, man. I don't think I it. It was so it. much fun. My sister and I did that when we were like 10. We saved up our pennies and, you know, paid the $15 to have our makeup and our hair done. I think I wore like a gold leather shirt. Oh, my. well, where I want to see that. Oh, and I had some attitude. I mean, I was yeah, posing. They're somewhere in the attic at you know, cool. the parents' house. <laughs> did you have mall hair? No, I actually looked fabulous. <laughs> but that's how that's I remember it. It's probably not true. But I do remember I looked really serious. Like I was doing yeah. a very serious model. You had arrived. <laughs> yeah. This was it. This oh, yeah. Is the, I was like, okay, your big discover moment. me. I'm ready. Glamour shots. Glamour shots. I think it was shots with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know it was. <laughs> That's how you know it's, it's legit. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Well, well let's go. We're going to go there to the this mall. afternoon. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. It's been I'm, a while. I'm always so curious to know what you're going to talk about. Well, I really don't know. I mean, you know, I think that's maybe, I don't know if it's hard to believe, but it, I would find it hard to believe because, you know, we're married, we live together. How do I not know? But I really don't know. Well, you know, you don't what? tell me. I kind of come up with one sentence and then just let it unfold from there. I mean, because I, I can't tell you what we're about to talk about until we, after we've talked about it. Well, I always know that, that you're like secretly, I can see it. I can see you. I can see you secretly meditating on <laughs> the things you're going to say. And I have no idea. Sometimes, some, well, I just, okay, for example, right? five minutes ago and you know this I was sitting over there on my piano and I'm playing and I'm I'm kind of writing some melodies and I'm thinking about different things today I was thinking about flights of butterflies and birds because I saw in the town we're about to go to they have a what is it, a butterfly sanctuary Ooh, I don't think that it's called amazing. a sanctuary that's for birds isn't it yeah. Yeah, but they have one of those things. So I'm thinking, okay, what would a, if you could hear a butterfly in flight? And then I think, well, the world is filled with forms, including that of butterflies. And then I'm thinking, well, why don't we talk about that? Because just like butterflies and all other forms, no, there is no form in the world that is good. There's not one that is bad until somebody says that that's a good form and that's a bad form. Forms are without labels, just are. And even then. It's only for, true for them because they said it. And it's just for that one person. So for one person, a butterfly is evil. And for, oh I don't know if it's true, but it could be. And for another person, a butterfly <laughs> represents something beautiful and wonderful. I can't think what movie this was from. It was from like a, a kid's movie a long time ago, I think. But they were on this adventure and, you know, they were trying to find something or someone important. I don't remember, but I do remember they were instructed to... Follow the spiders, you know, follow the spiders. They're going to take you to what you need to know. And this one kid was like, why can't, why is it always that? You know, why is it never follow the butterflies on, <laughs> on this epic the journey? Spider. Well, you'll, yeah, I mean, and, you know, that's a great 
example. <laughs> I mean, who says a, a spider has to be a bad thing? This is true. And yeah, but, but what you say, but you do it's what say we it. say. And so the person that says, "Hey, that's a a spider is a very bad bug. I want you to follow it." Well, you know, we're working on something here. I squeaked. Sorry. That was kind of loud. <laughs> so oh, to your question, what are we going to talk about? Well, maybe we're going to talk about butterflies. Yeah. I think follow the butterflies. Follow the, or the, the world being filled with love, forms, whatever they that. are, whatever color they are. You know, they are undefined varying shapes, all of them. And they're, but all forms and all things are made of the same stuff. Yeah. The spider is actually fundamentally on the subatomic level made of the same stuff that the butterfly is made of. I love how we just accept that. (laughs) (laughs) Prove me wrong. You know. (laughs) We do accept it. Your molecules, I'm molecules. (laughs) Okay, sure. (laughs) Fine. Okay. That Uh, works. But we (laughs) actually, there was a time not. Not in the too distant past where we did have to accept many things until science catches up. And then oh, yeah. we have diagrams and figures and mathematical formulas that go, yeah. And even pictures. You know, they can zoom in now and see all the things that we're made of. But So we, we can <laughs> prove our theories to be true. Just like, you know, the, in the macro of the universe and the solar system and the debates of <laughs> it is is the universe flat or is it round yeah. well they don't think they really know until they start looking further and further into space and they see well the milky way is uh, is flat and so if it's flat and sphere and spherical <laughs> in its flatness then so is the rest of the universe. You're not, you're not a flat earther. You're a flat Milky Wayer. <laughs> there you so. go. Well, and it's just a funny thing because that's why I love when we do get into the science of all of this, of manifestation and the depth of understanding. I love it so much because typically when you're told these things, you know, these scientific facts, okay, we're all made of molecules. That's when someone just stops talking. They just say it. They say, we're all made of molecules. And you want to go to the mall? And <laughs> let's go to the mall. Come on, I have many questions. I mean, we're going to glamour shots. <laughs> we're going, yeah, right. Who cares? We're going to glamour shots. Well, but what we do know is that everything now is made of the same stuff. An atom is made up of three tiny kinds of subatomic particles protons, neutrons, and electrons. We know that. And you know what's really interesting? I think I just squeaked. <clears throat> I know. We can't blame everything we on the elevation, but... Yes, we can. Excuse me. But what's really interesting is that energy also has mass. Um, thoughts, ideas, imaginations also have mass. And the layer of thought that's permeating the universe, be it round or flat, also has substance. And so we are all connected within this substance. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And um, I have to say it's reassuring. I find that a comforting notion. That we're not out here alone, you know, just made up of molecules floating around by ourselves with no connection to anyone or anything. I mean, there's a a real family of it. We're all having very similar experiences. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you know, we've all experienced this before. And especially if you're highly intuitive, you'll find yourself knowing things about certain events before they happen. Mm -hmm. Sharing thoughts with people or you think about someone from your past and the phone rings. There they are. And you start thinking about someone else from your past. You go, nope. I was going to say that's, Cast why you, down that. <laughs> that's why you don't do it. <laughs> that imagination. So be careful who you, who you allow yeah. yourself to dwell upon. You know, these these, these are very powerful things, though, that you're talking about. Right. And the more that you, you know, the, the deeper that you dive into kinetic belief, the more that you practice it, the more these things come to the surface. I mean, I just know we have received countless emails and direct messages from people, you know, talking about practicing kinetic belief. And then they have these crazy, amazing stories of not going mm-hmm. into a, a mm-hmm. building or not stepping mm-hmm. into a street or, you know, mm-hmm. just hearing from higher consciousness and it moving them in these profound ways. This happens all the time. I was thinking the other day, you know, it's been a minute since uh, some of our tickets in Austin, Texas at the amphitheater there were have sold. 
And, and I'll start believing and thinking about those ticket sales and people that are going to the concert. And lo and behold, what happens? The law the, of attraction. The ding, ding, ding starts <laughs> happening. And you see all yeah. these tickets come, just pouring in from, from out of Austin. That happens all the time. And so how does that correlate with what you were just <clears throat> saying about um, you know, thought and belief and all of this having mass? Um, is that just to say that the substances are, that's how we're attracting these substances yeah. and these ideas? <clears throat> sure. We're, we're tied together. And that's, you know, we were talking the other day about string, uh, string theory and this, which goes to quantum entanglement. And then varying individuals will have different ways of interpreting the information that they're receiving. But look, regardless of how it is, we receive information regarding what we should think about something or if we should be thinking about ticket sales or someone from our past or whatever it is. It's vital that if you want to keep moving forward in your life into the abundance of life to make mindful choices, to redefine some things in your life, to be aware of what it is you're thinking about. What's the motive behind the thoughts? You know, are you... Are, are you thinking that you had you were built a dad a, a bad hand from uh, in your childhood, and so you're dwelling upon that? Be very very careful because you're creating something in your future when you do mm. that. Mm. You know, maybe someone did have a bad experience. All of us have had bad experiences in our past as a child at one time or another. And w one of the problems with that going unchecked without doing the work of a KB and redefining those experiences is, well, for example, let's say you had a bad experience as a child, and so you avoid children. Sure. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, it, it, that's not a good thing for you. There's so much joy that comes from knowing and interacting with children. And you can't, so the danger here is making a blanket statement that mm. my childhood was horrible. And so all these other kids must in some way be experiencing horrible. I don't want to be around children. Well, and if we could just hover there for a second, because I think, I think that is so profound, this um, I concept and this nugget, really, that if you're sowing a seed in toxic soil, you know, the, the product's going to be toxic. And so if you're, if you're making any decision where the basis and the motivation is fear or, um, you know, you're tangled up with that past, something negative, the outcome really can't be good. It's impossible. Tangling up with the negative things uh, re-entangles you with the same thing. Mm. Because, look, to unbecome, well, let's say, for example, an attitudinal relationship with negatively defined past experiences, we begin by meditating in this present moment, don't we? And we just allow all things that come to our mind, images that come into our mind. Maybe it's the face of someone, but whatever it is, we allow those things, first of all, when they show up to simply be mm. and to be without a negative judgment. They just are. In the present undefined form, including people, all things are good. The butterfly is good. The spider is good. And... Uh, Mrs. Johnson, your third grade teacher, she's really good. Nothing is bad. The, the default for all of creation and every form therein is good. Now, when a thought enters in, attempting to tell you that something is wrong, cast that down. And the only way to do that is by speaking aloud. Mm. Mrs. Johnson is good. Mrs. Johnson is well. All is well. All things are good. What, what Nothing can be wrong but my own personal attitude. And that I can work with. I had kind of a funny um, experience with this this past week. I was I realized that, you know, because you've been talking so much in recent podcasts about allowing, you know, allowing things to be, allowing all things are good. And I realized that where I was actually getting tripped up was in the seemingly small occurrences in day-to-day -day life when someone is seemingly being irritating. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that when I, I'm able to, like, let's say that you're trying to have a nice lunch and somebody is so loud. I mean, you can't even have a conversation with the person across from you because that person is so loud and they're just encroaching on your senses. And when you allow that to be, and I, I noticed that I remembered what you told us to do, and I'm, I'm thinking, okay, just allow it. It's, it is what it is. It's fine. I allowed it. But then I noticed that that creeped into the bigger thoughts and the bigger ideas later in the week. 
And so, you know, taking on responsibility for this stuff, for the tiny things and the big things, it all matters. Mm. Yeah, you go back to that example. And was that person really being irritating or were you being irritated? Exactly. (laughs) That's what you realize (laughs) as you start to allow. (laughs) Or are you irritable? Exactly. Yeah, no, that's that's totally it. But I did think it was Mm. interesting how it linked to bigger things, things that did seem to matter more. Um, maybe in my thoughts, you know, maybe something bigger with, within a business comes up and something's going wrong or someone's misbehaving in some way and you want to control it. But then that actually links to that. It's, it's the practice of it that sort of affects your whole day and, and all of the different facets. Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld said to David Letterman early on in Seinfeld's career, in fact, I think he had just begun his new series, the, the Seinfeld, when it was new. And Seinfeld was saying to Letterman that, you know, the problem here is I've hired all these amazing com- uh, comedic writers and nothing that they're writing is funny. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> and Letterman's response was, wouldn't it be amazing if it were? <laughs> It'd be weird if they were. It would be weird if it was funny. (laughs) And I think the point of that is, is that it's only when we define something Mm -hmm. as being something that it becomes true and real to you. So if you got these negative things, if you're surrounded by this negative life, then the the work has to be done from within. And and like you're saying, not to be manipulative to the things in your life, to rearrange things intentionally in your life. The only thing that can be wrong is your attitude. Mm. in the way that we're perceiving things to be. That's a tough but important pill to swallow. Yeah. So for those of you out there that have hired a comedic writer and you don't think anything they're giving (laughs) you is funny, it's up to you to make it funny. Well, and this kind of, that's great. This kind of goes back to something else that you've talked to us about many times, which is, you know, working with what you've, what you have and where you are and never allowing yourself to believe the lie of, I will achieve this when, or I will achieve this when I have this, you know, this other thing that I need. You know, we have to begin now and begin today and work with what we have. And that's incredibly powerful. Yeah. So just start and ask yourself, you know, who am, what am I? What I am beautifully made. I am prosperous. I am happy. If I need to be, I am funny. I am joy. (laughs) I am perfectly healthy, which is not defined by any circumstances, any report, anyone else, but by what I choose to call it. Yes. And, and I love, I love that. You know, we're all human. So even saying all of that through gritted teeth, is okay. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) At least you're saying it. That's the point. The point is to do the right thing. That's the thing. That's what I love about being a KB is there's always an answer because you always have the right thing you can do. You, You know, the right thing to say, the right thing to think, the way to proceed, and it can trump all feeling, all the other in outside input, at least as a KB, you have the answer. What is the next step? And as a KB, you have some modalities. You've got five of them that are predominant that you know you need to be working on. Yeah. Because we know that the law of nature indicates everything has a vibration. Everything in the universe, just like everything being made of the same thing, same stuff, mm. all things have a vibration. And the creative natural substance is vibrant. And it contains expanding vibrational energy in it. And it is only when a human being shows up to observe something that the nature of its vibrational energy begins to change through the process of observation. And it changes to align with the bias of the observer. And so if your bias is, is irritable, then everyone <laughs> in the restaurant is going to become an irritation to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we've talked about this before where we, you know, showed up to a city that we had visited in the past and we're both going, man, everybody is so nice this time. But and and look (laughs) at you. You're nice. But as if the whole city wasn't nice last time. I mean, it all comes back to self, doesn't it? Which is Mm. which is great news. I mean, it seems like. Oh, you know, I'd rather blame everyone else. That seems easier. But when when you get this news, though, it's actually quite exciting that at least I can change it. Because right. the only thing you can change is yourself, so 
at least that I'm glad that's the answer. Back when I was riding around on a Harley all the time, and I was, <laughs> I was up in the mountains, uh, up, the in the, up, up in the Appalachian Mountains, and I was riding with a couple of guys, and one of them said something like, gosh, you've got to really watch out for all these drivers. They're terrible. They pay no attention to motorcyclists. <sighs> they run you off the road. They, and, and a lot of them, they seem to do it for spite. Oh, my gosh. And a week or two after that, I was, I was down near Charlotte, North Carolina, I think, and met up with a friend there who rode his bike his motorcycle to work and to the store. And I think it was his way of life. And he said, Steve, he said, you know, I'd, I'd spend, I use this for my regular source of transportation because everybody's so nice. Everybody pays attention to you and everybody gives you plenty of room to ride your motorcycle <laughs> by. And I'm thinking, you know, that is the difference between your attitude and the guy up in the mountains. And the one up in the mountains is probably the one they're going to have to pick up beside the road sometime, and you're going to enjoy riding your motorcycle because you have a certain sense of trust with caution, yeah, with wisdom mixed with that. But that's the that's what you're talking about. That's well, the difference the, there. I love the motorcycle training that says, you know, don't look at the tree because you will hit the tree, and that is so perfect because you know don't your expectation. Yeah. what are you focused on? <laughs> yeah, what is your expectation? We're going head first into that thing that we're focusing on, and that that's been a big revelation for me in this past year too, the concept of focus and how focus is interchangeable with desire. We've done quite a few podcasts about that. And I think that's incredibly, um, it re- that really awakens another level of understanding where all of this is concerned. Um, because it makes you just hyper aware of not necessarily like, what do I want? What do I wish for? But what am I thinking about all the time? What am I focusing on all the time? Because it will show up. You're, you know, mm. you're pulling it toward you so actively. That's true. So many people will, they will indulge themselves in things that are dark or, mm. or considered to be bad or evil. And then they will, the excuse is, well, I don't desire that. And I know better, so I can just enjoy it. But that's not true. Yeah. Because in the, the realm of manifestations, whatever you focus on becomes a desire that is attracted into your life. Mm. Just like uh, there was a scripture in the book of Job where I think God said to Job, you know, whatever, whatever you fear will come against you. In other words, what he was focused on in the story would manifest into his life because it became, in the, the realm of manifestations, a desire because wow. he thought about it and he dwelled upon it. And so we have to choose very carefully what we allow ourselves to consider. It's almost like you're describing our higher self and our spirit as an extremely sensitive instrument. And it, we may think, you may be sitting there going, ah, I'm not that sensitive. I'm not an empath or anything. I mean, things just don't affect me. And that may be true. Maybe your personality, your you know, earthly suit doesn't feel that way. But all spirit and all higher self is the same in that sense. That we are highly, highly sensitive instruments. And, you know, like I've played many a wedding outside and those are always the worst. <laughs> I mean, we got married outside, but I'm just saying as a, as a performer, it was always very difficult because, um, you know, it's a wooden instrument. It's so sensitive. It goes out of tune. I mean, there are so many issues that come from the humidity or the sun or whatever. And it, I've, obviously, as a musician, I'm correlating that with the higher self. Um, you can't escape it. That, that's how it works. Don't don't be don't be misled and certainly don't make the mistake in thinking that you're not becoming one with the thing that you are observing, mm. becoming one in the sense that through the law of attraction, through entanglement, through your mm. vibrational frequency, we are attracting whatever you're whatever it is you're focusing on. If it's the previous argument or bitterness or strife, unforgiveness in your life, things from your past that were unfair, whatever it is, if you focus on that, you're attracting more of that into your life. Isn't it wild how easy it is for us to kid ourselves? It's, I've always been fascinated by that. Like the level of deception you can have to and with yourself is really extraordinary. Deception comes from the egoic realm of reasoning with yourself, arguing mm. and debating. And all you're doing is trying to get out of doing the right thing. Wow. What? Oh, snap. You called. <laughs> and you'll continue to reason with it until you've granted yourself permission. Wow. Mm-mm. Justification. Mm. 
But now this is important because if the observer of a thing has a light-filled, positive, high-vibrational energetic, the object that is being observed will actually begin to align its vibrational essence with the dominant effect of the light-filled observer. If the observer is negative with a negative vibrational energy, the object will begin to vibrate at a lower resonance in alignment uh, with the pessimistic observer. If you've, um, if you've taken a chemistry class, have you? I have, yes. Yeah. You probably remember learning about atoms and that everything is made up of atoms. Atoms are in a, a constant state of motion at a vibrational frequency that determines not only the form of an object, but the state of being of a form. Mm. And for example, depending on the speed of those atoms, things will also appear as a solid, liquid, or a gas. But now here's where things have become understandably fascinating, in that every object, every vibration has two measurable qualities to it. And how far which is the intensity, and how fast, which is the frequency, an object moves, determines its vibrational characteristics. Now, for each one of us, how intense your belief is about a thing and how concerted your expectant actions are going to be that follow determines your vibrational characteristics and the speed at which you're going to receive a manifestation. There have been times in our own lives where we connected with some high-frequency vibrational energetic that's coming from higher consciousness and wisdom that says, right now, go do this. The two of you get involved in this project. Go from Montana as quickly as you can back down to Colorado. Get the 15 hours of driving behind you. Get there, go into your studio, and begin creating this idea. And and we're, we're on it like... Uh, a duck on a June bug as fast and as hard as we can go because we've been called into this thing. There's an intensity that is coming from our uh, expectant actions and this higher alignment with wisdom that's determined this th the intensity of our actions because we're manifesting. There's something coming into our existence. And, and, and uh, there's a drive and a force. And I think mm. most people... And it's like knowing it in your knower, and it comes in, you don't know how it got there, but by gosh, I am uh, motivated to get this thing done right now because there is a birthing that's taking place into your life. Something new is is coming in, yeah. and you, you begin this process of spiritually nesting to create mm. this open space and a void for this manifestation. Wow. I think that's how it was with the journal. That's what keeps popping into my mind as you were describing that process. That's, well, that's true. We were on the East Coast, and the time was now. Create the journal. And it was we, birthed so quickly. So quickly. We made a beeline into the desert of New Mexico and yeah. camped out there for months and just and finished the journal, wrote it. I have to say, those kinds of compelling for me, they always, the sensation I always come away with is, it's not a choice. Like, well, I guess I'm doing this thing. <laughs> it's not, it never feels like something I'm choosing to do. It's just such a strong uh, knowing of what's supposed to be. Time seems to stand still. It's like yeah. creating in your painting or I'm writing music or whatever. All things stop mm. and the, the focus of intensity. It, it's like the universe even just goes on hold while you engage in this thing. You've aligned with a purpose. You've aligned with, with the birthing of something new coming into your life. Mm. Wow. You know, it's a lot like the same way that music is, trans is transited from an instrument to a listener. And tiny vibrating strings of energy make up every particle in the universe in the same way. The harmonics of these strings are sending signals out into the universe, indicating that where there is an ex expectation for a manifestation to arrive. Mm. And when two or more are gathered together, when you and I are working in tandem energetically with each other and we're in agreement, then and we create this place for manifestation, the signal that we're sending out that has the, the pulsing of our vibrational energetics have aligned and it's an intensity of this attraction, this entanglement going out. That's the signal for the universe saying that, 
over there. There's an expectation. There's a void that's opening up in, in the vastness of space for us to send this substance to be created into a form and to be manifested into the life of Megan and Stephen because they have this expectation. And lo and behold, our <laughs> life expands. More comes into our life. And we're flourishing in that. And that's how it works. Isn't that beautiful? Just that picture you just painted that, I mean, we actually get to do this. We talk about it, we talk about it, but then we actually get to live it. We actually get to see these things, these hearts, these deep, deep-rooted heart's desires show up, manifest in a tangible way. You can, you can touch it, you can feel it, you get to experience it. And if we're connected through, through happiness and joy and mm, anticipation yes. and the anticipatory anxiety of, uh, of looking forward to a manifestation. Well, and always having this as an answer it also removes hopelessness as even an option from your life. Mm. And I don't mean that you, as if you choose hopelessness. I just mean it, it loves to pop in. It loves to pop up its head just out of nowhere and, and try to make you believe that, that you don't have the answer, that you don't know what comes next. I don't know what to do. I can't, there's no way I can get out of this hole. No, you don't understand. No one's ever been in a hole this deep and this bad. Um, but, but kinetic belief, there's always a next step. And that's great. When the, when the, the thought comes in, because it comes in as a, a warring foe that mm. says, you don't have the answer. Agree with it. Smile at it and laugh. No, I don't have the answer. But I have the authority and I have the power <laughs> wow. and I have the dominion wow. all for the desire for that thing to show up in my life. Yes. And so it's greater than I am. So absolutely, I don't want the answer because my answer is less mm. and it's inferior. That almost brings just a tear to my eye because I'm so aware of, you know, there are so many people that do struggle with uh, hopelessness and and depression and, you know, they're trying to do this work every day and they're working hard and they're never acknowledged for it. You know, it's, it's a silent battle. So many wars that are being waged in people's lives. I mean, they don't get a pat on the back for that. And so just being able to offer and to know and to, you know, sort of join forces in higher consciousness, like we started the podcast by talking about. Um, I just think it's really beautiful. Well, then if you're one of those that you need validation and a pat on the back, I, I like what Anthony Hopkins does. And he pulls out the picture of himself as a young boy. And he says, we're doing all right. Mm-hmm. As he looks at it, we're doing really well. How do wow. you like, how do you like it now? And that's the validation. Wow. Look to yourself for that. And you look in the mirror and go, you know, we're doing well, yeah. aren't we? And then you pack it up and you go again. Isn't that an interesting concept, too? Because we absolutely carry all the versions of ourselves with us. through any, any version of self that we've experienced from birth to now is within us, and we carry that around. And so I love that idea of being able to, to have conversations with different parts of your life and even heal through those conversations. And that's beautiful. Yeah, well, you know, the law of vibration is a very real quantum effect. I mean, this is real stuff that we talk about. Yeah. This isn't fantasy or this isn't just a pep rally to make you feel good about today until you run out of feeling good about today. Right. And then you go back to right. drink some more from the trough of feel good. Mm. That's not what we're doing. Our energy frequency and vibration directly relates to both our thoughts and what we label our surroundings to be, either by prejudgments or, how about this, rejudgments. Ooh. And so and this like is that. the task of the KB. We get up every day rejudging our lives, mm. our circumstances, rejudging our age, <laughs> rejudging our relationships, <laughs> rejudging our professions, and, and rejudging the weather, society, neighborhoods, our abilities, our passions, our compassions, all these things. We relabel uh, the extent of our lives as being marvelous. Mm-hmm. Relabel that as being a wonderful adventure, one of amazing, wonderful observations, perfect as they are, while on the way to becoming perfected. On the journey of, of this relabeling, if something resonates at a, a stronger energetic frequency than you do, trying to convince you that you're under some type of condemnation, that you're not perfect, that you don't have all the answers, that you are less than you should be, that level of frequency will pull you in just like into a whirlpool to go down some other drain. 
Even if it's to listen to somebody calling you up wanting advice about somebody that's doing this and that and that and this, all these wrong things, even just by being what you think as an innocent bystander to the observations of other people's uh, uh, negative judgments, you're going down a whirlpool. You're going down the drain with them. So not only things that we can touch and see, but every thought and every emotion has its own vibrational frequency or wave frequency. And it's knowing this that protects us from all of that. Are you controlling and are you practicing this relabeling process by uh, journaling and controlling thoughts with words? Is that how this is happening? Absolutely. Yeah. And how are we doing that with a journal? <laughs> Well, you know, I have to say, I, the journal really is near and dear to my heart because I was already a huge journaler of what I wanted my life to look like before you, you even put this journal out. And so having the guidance, and, and it's, it's been really interesting to me that over the years, I've noticed that it's almost like it's living and breathing, the journal itself, because mm -hmm. it grows with me. And so the thing that spoke to me you know, day one may not speak to me day 600 years later, um, but it's something fresh and something new that I see. And so it's so wonderful to be able to um, have something prompt you and guide you and something that you're even familiar with. So there's even like a little sense of nostalgia to it. You know, oh, I remember this day and let me look back at this journal uh, three years ago and wow, look at what a crazy notion I had that day. I was not, I had not figured this out yet, <laughs> but now today I have. And, and it's interesting too. I, I always, if I ever talk to someone in person about journaling, I always encourage them to write in the front cover of the journal, a dedication of what you're going to allow into that journal. Because from day one, I've always put in the front cover of my, whether it's just a notebook or the, or the law of attraction guided journal, I always put in there, I'm only going to write what I want to happen. I'm only going to write what I, what my vision is, what I want to see show up in my life, because that way it, it's, it gets rid of complaining. It gets rid of just regurgitating something negative that happened. Um, and, and the reinforcement, I don't think people understand if you haven't really gotten into journaling, you don't even realize the power of reinforcement that happens when you think something, you meditate on it, and then you write it more than once. It is, it is seared, if you will, onto your heart and into your mind, and it allows you to carry it with you throughout the day. That is so vital because when you're talking about the archived uh, journals, say, from the past, and you're going from one positive form to the next positive form to the next positive form, well, what are we talking about? Yes. The advancing life. Mm. Life comes from the positive to more expansion of more positive. Yeah. You can't grow, uh, you can't flourish from a negative seed. Mm. And so if you're writing negative things and you're looking back, you're, you're trying to create something from something that cannot be created from. Yes. And so it's the archived positive to positive to expansion to more and more that flourishes and that life becomes more life. The journal also really helped me uh, grab a hold in a real way of my present moment because it helped me to not focus on, oh, I want to get to level 10 or level 100 spiritually. No, it really realigned that notion and helps me to understand that all I want is to get to the next level and the next level and the next level because there is no ceiling to this. There's no ceiling to enlightenment. There is no pinnacle that you reach. You just always want to be growing and growing. Just take, keep taking those next steps. Um, I mean, if, if it takes eternity, that's, that's great. <laughs> and, and by the way, just like most things in the supply line um, uh, hiccup that the world has experienced over the last 18 months, uh, we did just now get, I found out, a new shipment of these uh, Law of Attraction 100-Day Guided Journals into the UK. So they're in Europe, and we have more that just came into the United States as well. So they're back in stock. They're in the warehouse. They're on Amazon. It's on our website at stephencanyon.com. Yeah. And if you, if you can't get one, make one. Do something to begin journaling from your highest viewpoints, your expectations. Write it down every day. Make it a morning and a night practice uh, when you first wake up and when you go back to sleep at night. And you'll see these things begin to change your life and your circumstances around you, those things that you're journaling about. Again, calling things that are not evident in your life into being with an expectation of gratitude 
and and be, learn the new language of what it is that you're wanting to see mm-hmm. manifest yeah. in your life as well. I have to tell everyone too, if you're listening from a country and, and you try to order the journal and it looks like we don't ship there, just shoot us an email because I have I have ways. I can get these, you I can get these things just about anywhere. Spin a little bit of magic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know something serious we now know from quantum physics that when you form a belief by journaling it, or some thoughtful regard about something in a positive way, that thought, uh, it has a measurable substance. And that's why it makes you feel good that you're talking about. There's a substance in there that you're connected with. Your vibrational frequency changes and it feels good. Mm -hmm. It's an indicator to you that you're on the right course. You're doing something correct. And when you feel bad, it's the vibrational frequency that's saying, stop what you're doing. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. And we now know that to be absolutely true. Mm. And knowing this, we also know that all substances are manipulatable. Every human being has the creative authority to change their slice of the universe. But it's manipulatable not in the way that you may be thinking, but we change it by changing ourselves and our expectations. That's how we manipulate. Yeah. I like how... Kinetic believers, when you meet them, they always wear their thoughts and ideas and excitement on their sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. You know, I just, I love that because most people in the world are taught to use uh, the, the bad version of manipulation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. underhanded tactics and how can I, you know, affect this person in a way that gets them to do what I want. And kinetic believers are just totally open. You know, this is me. This is my life. This is what I'm doing. And have I gotten to where I want to be yet? Absolutely not. And I'm not going to pretend that I, that I have. I mean, I just love the, the unabashed approach to uh, relationships, people, life. This is who I am. I mean, that's wildly refreshing. Yeah. You know, and when we talk about manipulation, quantum mechanics has demonstrated to us exactly how it is that a wave frequency can be altered. We know how to do this. Wow. In quantum physics, vibration literally means that everything is energy and all beings uh, vibrate at, you know, all of us vibrate at certain frequencies. Each string vibration is equivalent to a feeling. And in the vibrational world, there are only two types of vibrations. There's positive and negative. That's mm-hmm. easy enough for me to understand. <laughs> Check. So in, in this sense, positive thinking really does have a physical effect on somebody. You really do think you can win the football game after the bonfire and a couple of uh, routines of the electric slide. You can't be beaten. I'm, <laughs> I, I, I am a winner. And so, for example, oh, joy, love, passion, and happiness are some of the highest frequency emotions on this scale. Fear, anger, grief, guilt, and jealousy are some of the lowest frequency emotions. And all of these are measurable sources of energy. Mm. In the same way, this is why music is so powerful. In fact, I, it, 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 sometimes I can't even get through a piece because I'm so emotionally moved by the power of, of, of the music, of the sound of what I'm hearing. If a person only listens to music that communicates death, betrayal, mm. lost love, sadness, abandonment, all those things, it'll interfere with what a person is vibrating. It actually gets in there and changes them. Yes. So what does all of this mean? Not just in music, but in all of life. It means pay attention to the lyrics of the music. Pay attention to the lyrics of the conversations you're having. Pay attention to the lyrics of all media that you're listening to because it may be decreasing your vibrational frequency, which is creating the circumstances of your life. Mm. Every human being draws into their life, kinetically believes to attract exactly what they are vibrating. You may not desire it, but your vibration is the desire. Mm. And no one is exempt from this. No one, no one, not even you, escapes the law (laughs) of life. This makes me, this is reminding me and probably dovetails really nicely with a podcast we did a really long time ago. And it was about having an alter ego and using it to advance yourself and advance your life. I saw a great tweet the other day. This girl said, uh, she said well, well, it's that time of year again where I make uh, my entire personality about the Gilmore Girls. 
Yeah. Right. Every September. Here we go. Uh, or you know or, And as <laughs> as silly as that is, you know, we all do it, sort it of works. <laughs> right. We all have kinda of do have a knowing of yeah, I do feel like Tom Cruise running around after I watched Mission Impossible or whatever. Um when I walk out of a movie theater. I mean it's we're so susceptible to this. Today I'm John Candy. <laughs> this is gonna be a great anyway, day, yeah, right? honestly. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the truth of what you're saying is mm. it goes in quite a few different directions to progress us down yeah. the road here yeah. and the alter ego concepts. And I mean, it's very cool. Well, how can we know? How, how do you know your vibrational frequency? Uh, now, mm. you may be going along and, and people consider you to be a happy go lucky person and you don't disagree with them and you believe you're doing just fine. How can we know if there is room for improvement? How can we know if, hey, I can, I can get a little higher, do a little better? You have a pulse. Right. So <laughs> That's how it, you know. Well, one of the easiest ways to determine whether you're vibrating at a high frequency or a low frequency is by paying attention, like you said a minute ago, to how you physically feel. And I'm not usually somebody that uh, uh, promotes feelings and emotions, but this is what they're for. It's a barometer, yeah. As this. a barometer, not not to be used for making decisions, but but, but to be used as a barometer yeah. for how you're doing. Let's check in. Do you feel light? Do you feel energized? Do you feel clear and healthy? Then chances are you have a high vibration. If you really wanted to get more technical, frequency, it can actually be measured. And this is done when a, uh, a real-time... It's called a spectrum analyzer. It's connected to a broad frequency range antenna, and it's placed in contact with the skin. And then an electromagnetic magnetic field is emitted by the condition of the person's uh, physical body. And they're measured in order to reveal peaks of power. And a second narrow frequency antenna, is what it's called, is used to measure the peak signal even more accurately. And this new technology is being used to discover string vibrational frequencies in life forms and also in inanimate objects. It can pick those up as well. Wow. In fact, a recent test uh, discovered that all of the flowers, uh, out of all flowers and plant life, and I thought this was fascinating, roses have the highest vibrational frequency. What? Yeah. That's amazing. It is. But, That's you know, really when cool. I thought about it, it's actually not very surprising because... When I think about roses, they, they remind me that, you know what, we're constantly being renewed. We're in constant flux of flourishing and regenerating. And they remind me, actually, of the, the mystery and the beauty and the constant unfolding of the apex of life. And there's such a, a flourishment, isn't there, to a yeah. rose, the, the density of that flower. I it's also one of the only flowers where... Um, if you keep working that plant year after year after year, they become bigger and more vibrant over mm. decades. Beautiful. That's why people actually yeah. like can inherit rose bushes. I want a rose. Right? We need a, <laughs> Let's where, go get some roses. Why don't we have any roses in here? <laughs> Shove our faces in them. <laughs> um, it's you know something interesting. I love this. I love this topic. It's really cool because you can see it. You know, you can mm -hmm. you can really see it. We were watching something one time, and they had put sand on a plate and then they shot like a certain, mm -hmm. um, sound, sound wave, edit, yeah. sound wave edit. And it, it caused the sand to make different patterns. And I thought it was really interesting that the higher the frequency, the more exponentially complex the pattern mm -hmm. became. Mm -hmm. And that gave Even me a floral -like. sense. like Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that gave me a sense of abundance. You know, the higher the frequency, yeah. the more abundant, yeah. mm -hmm. the, the matter, the material within it. And I don't know if that's based on anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's a great visual because the lower the frequency, the, the less dynamic the, the grains of sand became, and yeah. even to the point of becoming a straight line. Yeah. Nothing dynamic about it. And then you up the frequency level, and it becomes, uh, it, it takes a floral arrangement almost, yes. doesn't it? And higher and higher and higher. As we're, you know, that's exactly what we're talking that about. That sense of awareness, Maggie, is what holds the key to unlocking the infinite power of creation to you, to all of us. It's that awareness and the understanding, higher wisdom, bringing it into something we can hold on to and, and use as a tool that unlocks these keys that allows any person to manifest the kind of life they desire wow. and dream about. 
there is one substance filling the interspaces of the universe that all things are made from. The quantum bias, which strums at the heartstrings of vibrational attractive energy, entangles with this one substance to advance all of life. Kinetic believers are, use this creative authority while observing the natural experience to willfully use their dominion on this substance for advancing the mind, body, and soul toward perfected completion. That's a kinetic believer. Those are the people that we're going to spend the day with in Dallas, Texas on November the 19th, I think it is, of yes. this year. Yes. Mm. You know, the French philosopher uh, Nietzsche wrote, without music, life would be a mistake. Mm. 100% agree. And I would add, not that anyone needs to, and forgive me for adding... But I would, that without the positive interruption of music, or a flower, or a lover, or a sunrise, mm. the mistake of life would be life itself. Mm. Wow. The best life for each one of us enfolds for those that truly are nothing more than willing. Mm. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. Uh, yes. I feel like we could uh, go all day. <laughs> think, Don't you feel that today? Well, I think we probably will. <laughs> it's going to keep going in the Jeep and <laughs> well, on the way to the it. mall. And <laughs> just, just say this out loud. Say the authority of my creative genius. The authority of my creative genius. Is attracting great wealth today. It's attracting great wealth today. I don't receive anything that's negative for me. I don't receive anything that's negative for me. Because I've... Entered into the land of my greatness. Because I've entered into the land of my greatness. In the fullness of my prosperity. In the fullness of my prosperity. I am aligned. I'm aligned. With my destiny. With my destiny. Of purpose. Of purpose. And you know what? Hey, you know what? All is well. <laughs> All is well. My genius of purpose. Yes, my genius of purpose. Is to be entertained by the world around me. Is to be entertained by the world around me. Which is unique to me. Which is unique to me. And only me. And only me. I'm not like anyone else. I'm not like anyone else. Therefore, I'm the greatest of me. Therefore, I am the greatest of me. <laughs> and I am that yes. I am. And I am that I am. And I am that with ease. And I am that with ease. I'm attracting the abundance of my <laughs> life's purpose today. I'm attracting the abundance of my life's purpose today. Wherever I go. Wherever I go. Even to the mall. Even at Glamour Shots. And in the midst of everyone I see. <laughs> and in the midst of everyone I see. My gratitude for wisdom. My gratitude for wisdom. Is changing. It's changing. Every circumstance. Every circumstance. To favor me. To favor me. Right now. Right now. I am. I am. Therefore. Therefore. I am. I am. Make sure you go to stephencanyon.com and sign up to get, receive email updates so that you don't miss when we're going to be in Dallas and then also in a city near you. And um, I'm just believing for light and love and joy and, and all of these positive energetics to just envelop all the KBs that are listening today. Sending out much light, much love to yeah. all you KB creatives all around the world. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.